Bienvenido, damas y caballeros. Welcome back to Freeform Radio on the Freeform Network. You could follow us on Twitter at Freeform Network. Remember sending those questions and suggestions, ffnquestions at gmail.com. Again, this is Freeform Radio. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Daniel. With me today is Noel. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining us. And we got Andy. It's all good, Andy. Glad you guys were able to join us this week. Yes, sir. Back together for episode 206. Man, still rocking and rolling. That fall weather is finally here. But let's throw it over to Andy and catch up with some of some of the stuff that he's got going on. In particular, I see that got your interest is this Israel attack. Now, I got to admit, I don't really know much about it. And to be honest, until yesterday, um, I didn't see it hit the news feed. So fill us in on what you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, sorry to start the, the show off with such, like, depressing news and uh, the beginning of, like, World War Three here, but, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know, uh, this is pretty much, like, Bible stuff. Um, Hamas attacked Israel over the weekend uh, as of this recording, and, like, they sent in missiles, they sent people, they sent people on motorcycles and planes, like, these, like, uh, makeshift helicopter things and like no matter what your political belief or what your beliefs are the state of palestine if call it that or israel uh this is pretty messed up man and it's gonna i mean it it, it, it's i mean of course this is you know israel and the arab states has been going on forever um but this time it's uh allegedly uh, israel was completely cut off guard which is kind of hard to believe uh, netanyahu already said this is their 9-11 i mean there were the like uh, uh hamas like entered israel and like rounded up civilians and shot them and killing elderly people like it's going to get pretty bad and like what we have going on in europe with ukraine um that whole nato thing putin was talking about you know nuking stuff this week again and now we have this and then top it all off uh, hamas is saying that ukraine sold them weapons that they used in this tech and guess where ukraine's getting all their weapons it's from the united states and nato so it's just like completely it's a fucking shit show and whatever your like religious beliefs are like this is just uh this is talked about in uh revelations uh for all you christians out there and uh biden already came out to uh yesterday said that he's gonna back up uh israel he's i think he said israel we have your back or something like that at the press conference so um the path this is going down to where the world uh is heading it's kind of it's kind of sad and in 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 like you're gonna get all the religious people up saying it's end times and then i was even seeing videos people saying that some of the the jewish people the 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 religious people are saying their christ is going to return in five months so it's 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 a revelation of everything religion war humane you know atrocities people human beings are going to be suffering even more and uh it kind of it's been uh, I've been watching a lot of it the last couple of days, and like I think America, I mean, they talk about it in the news. I, I think only like religious people or Jewish people who are Jewish, or even the Palestinians people that are here, um, really keep an eye on. It. But the average American, I think, they really don't care. We're kind of sick of wars. Um, but I don't know what you guys, if you, Danny, can mention you don't know much about it or know well. I mean, this is really. This is bad, dude. Like this kid, uh, Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, said like this can go on. This could suck them into a really long war. And if they go into Gaza and all that, where the Palestinian people are, if they like wipe them out, like all the Arab countries uh, might join up and attack Israel. Like it's pretty bad. It's like a very delicate situation. 
Yeah. Now you had mentioned they got hit with some missiles because isn't Israel got like one of the best air defense? They call it the dome, I believe, that prevents from any missiles. Yeah, from any missiles hitting them. So were they missiles that that hit it? Yeah. So what happened is the attack, the initial attack, they weren't ready for it. So once they know it attacks, the the dome works. It, It shoots out missiles like things to blow it up. But they need uh, the earlier, the better. It was like completely unexpected. So uh, and a lot of people got hit and uh, it was a lot of, I mean, like thousands of death, I believe, on the uh, Israeli side. And there were short, there were people uploading videos last night of the dome working. And it's just like you see all these like flares and stuff going up in air and stuff exploding. But unfortunately, it can't get them all. But it does get a big chunk of them. So, like I said, it's... uh, But these, they're, like, going actual into Israel, like... They're going into Israeli, like, land, like, into the neighborhoods and, like... Right, soldiers. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Terrorists, soldiers, whatever you want to call them, yeah. Yeah, for sure. The dome is... The Iron Dome is not going to be able to prevent soldiers from, you know, going into your territory. But, yeah, man, it... I know they've been fighting for that land forever from all sides on Israel. So it's always been a very delicate situation throughout my lifetime. You've always heard of, you know, it going back and forth and different countries, different personalities trying to attack Israel. So uh, it's definitely something that I would hope that there would be more peace in that land, especially since uh, my religion that was like God's hood right there. That's like where he came from. I mean, I was like, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. But but everybody believes that their religion is correct. So I could understand the passion that some people have. But uh, it's it's very unfortunate. And then especially if that wrinkle comes out true. So I don't know how true it is or not, if it's been proven. But that arms came from Ukraine. It definitely puts a black eye on the United States. Um, not only towards the tensions with um, with Russia, but now with tensions with Israel, with providing arms to their enemies. Yeah. So a lot of people, uh, I think Hamas, uh, the people, the organization said that they purchased them from Ukraine, uh, that they sold them to them. But also there's people saying that um, they believe that uh it came from when u.s pulled out of afghanistan a lot of people think that those arms are that that's where they're those are from too um how the hastily repeat of biden <laughs> messed all that up so it, it's like um that that's what the world on twitter but i think hamas did put out a statement or a video that they got them from ukraine so i don't know if it's like counter uh intelligence type of stuff to try to get people all stirred up you know so the u.s won't get involved but again um yeah i mean it's 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 like i said this is like some end time stuff that's going on over there like always the middle east right because uh if you read your bible it's like (laughs) that's where the end is and um it's pretty anytime there's war like this it just it uh it gets pretty bad because there's a lot of nation, like such a little tiny country and like the whole world's like involved there, you know, and it, it, it brings, it drags in a lot of people, a lot of other countries. And like, you know, I don't know, man. I just like, like I'm saying, I'm pretty, uh, I am uh, keeping an eye on it, but uh, like history is always repeating itself. And the way the the Israelis said that this ain't going to be quick. They're they're like, this is going to be drawn out, which kind of is like, that's not good. And then they have the capability of like just wiping out, like leveling like uh, the Palestinian, uh, the Gaza Strip or wherever they're from, or that little section they have where the West Bank. Uh, I think that's what a lot of people are hoping for. So all the... uh, um, like the Arab countries unite and go in there. And if that happens, it's that's when it gets really nasty. I don't know. That That's when I really think the world's going to end. I mean, this is just the, the beginning of something that could get really bad real quick. 
Yeah, man, it's 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 truly sad, man. I it, the more and more I think I like I mentioned, I've been trying to stay out of social media um, for a while now, and it's working, man. It it's definitely giving me a, a more internal peace for myself, and um, also I've been more and more trying to remove myself from buckets and uh, I, I don't know a good word to use, but to not identify myself to one thing except being a child of God kind of thing. And I think these identifier markers, which seems to be the craze nowadays, everybody wants to get identified and everybody wants to be put on a label and say, this is what I am. I I think things like that is what progresses some of these issues Uh, because obviously everybody who identifies as something they believe that they are the number one and that everybody else is incorrect. So that just perpetuates these problems and, and where if we all just identify that we're all just children of God, then it'd be a lot more chill because I won't care what you're doing because we're all brothers and sisters all the same. So I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what the answers are for a lot of these things. But uh, it definitely is scary uh, to think of the future. I'm I'm in my 40s. I've lived a good life, but you know I'm definitely not ready for the end. You're in but your late 40s. It, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it still includes 40s, right? <laughs> but yeah, so it's scary to think of you know my son's future and the world that will be left for him. So I'm definitely fulfilled with my life and definitely want to live a lot more years but uh, my son's barely starting and to have a world that's kind of crazy um, yeah yeah it's kind of scary yeah I mean again it's uh I don't know it's trouble seeing the news and and what's coming out of there and uh, yeah I mean like like you're talking about like you recognize or identify, I don't want to say identify, but you're you're uh, children of God or a man of God. But like here, even Christians, we fight amongst ourselves about how to pray and how to worship him. And like <laughs> it just when he said that, I remember I was thinking like of this. This show I was watching and the, we're praying and then uh, a reborn Christian and a person um who i believe was of of jewish faith uh they were they started uh praying and then they they got into an argument if this is a in in god we pray or in jesus name we pray and they got into that argument and i'm just and it got pretty heated man and i was just like here we go like we can't even agree on and like on how to pray you know even though it's basically the same God. It's just the way we worship him and people get into it gets arguments get pretty heated pretty quickly and like uh, things escalate. That's what I'm saying. Like it's never just like oh, people don't walk away. Things just escalate quickly. It's just it's difficult to avoid all this stuff because it's I don't want to get too much into the conspiracy stuff, but there there is stuff going on beyond what we know. And there's, you know, a lot of people influenced in power that want things to go a certain way. And oftentimes when we start finding out, you know, all these hidden things, they'll throw out these distractions to distract us from the truth. And, you know, I I think you guys talked about alien bodies being found recently on uh, the previous episode and stuff like that. Um, It it really like um, reiterates that we are, kind of like just pawns in a game of chess that these global elite influence and really powerful people are playing. And we don't know the moves they're going to make until they already made it. And we're just kind of forced to follow along. And, you know, what I feel bad for is the innocent people in both Palestine and Israel who they're just trying to live their life in peace. And, you know, there's a lot of evil people out there that are very powerful and have a lot of money and uh, military influence as well and so it's it's one of those things man like we're going it seems like we're going to the end times but that's because somebody is controlling it in that way and steering us in that direction yeah i mean there's a lot of people that believe that i mean um 
one of the things I saw was like we seen so much footage of this war. I mean, that just happened this weekend compared to what's going on in Ukraine. You know, <laughs> and I just like some of that made sense to me like you've seen like very handful of war footage from ukraine and the russians and this one it's just like there's just footage of just endless amount of footage from both sides and um that was another thing that was just like yeah that's a to me that's a valid point uh because ukraine i i think uh for the elites here in america and in europe that's not going how it's supposed to um, I don't know if that decision was made or what, but, uh, you know, it, 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 that's why a lot of information isn't coming out about it. I mean, I read a report the other day that uh, basically a lot of people in NATO and the European countries are saying, like, yeah, Ukraine lost, like, it's over. And, like, they want to stop sending money and uh, supplies and here, Biden came out the other day. He's like, we want to send more money, more supplies. And like, why? If uh, members in your uh, organization, NATO, are saying that like it's over, and like he's adamant, we got to keep uh, doing this, sending more money. Yet he won't send money to what happened in Hawaii with those residents who lost their home, and like it's super expensive to live there. He's only gonna give them like. 1400 bucks or something or 1700 dollars i forget the amount but that's nothing <laughs> yeah he, he's i was reading uh today he might send he's asking people if he could get support to send like another 100 billion bucks or something i'm like that's insane dude like uh with inflation and with all the stuff that's going on here in america and uh hawaii like they're getting all this money we're we're having problems just trying to fund certain you know schools and stuff like it's ridiculous yeah it's really crazy um i'm over here trying to balance my checkbook and they're just giving away you know billions and billions of dollars and who's gonna pay all this money in the future i mean they can't just keep printing out money so i have no idea what what they're doing it's like uh tupac said man they got money for wars but they can't feed the poor so i mean that and that and they shut they uh, they shut down they gunned down that that man but i mean that some that that one street uh one line right there is as is, is real as it could fucking get and like you know and like they, they always got money for wars like that i i i, I used to think uh Oh, no, man, there ain't no money, but they always make they always make more money. They always have money for wars. Yeah. Did you see that they just caught or arrested some guy for the the murder of Tupac's? Yeah, the Keefe D. He was in the car. He's he, he's been going on Vlad and some other stuff. I think he wrote a book, but I know that for a couple of years that he was saying that he was in the car and that they used his Glock to shoot him. And that, um, I think the guy that shot him was his nephew or something like that. And he's dead. So, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with him. Uh, that's another thing, like, you know, getting into conspiracy theories. Uh, did you guys know that the feds were watching, like, Tupac and, like, Death Row and, like, the Biggie and, like, Bad Boy? The feds were watching them. They had them, like, under 24-7 surveillance. That's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they were watching them. They had like all these intel and stuff on them. And uh, I think before Biggie went out to California, they told them not to go, but they still went. And um, I know they started watching Pac. I remember reading a book, and then someone made a documentary about it how they were watching them. And, um, you know. So to me, that's like the government knew some shit about it, and uh, uh, they always know, dude. And so that's why going back to Noel, like somebody always lets shit go by, and like there's a reason for all this. And like to me, when the government says they didn't know, they fucking know. They're, they're they made a decision just to let it go, or they don't want to share information, um, because they know everything, uh. The, Dude, like, they have everything monitored so they know jfk martin luther king malcolm x 
Tupac, yeah. Biggie, the the list goes on. They they know all that stuff, and they, there's obvious. It's obvious that when people of influence that are becoming more popular, mainstream culture, and they they are trying to spread a good message, you, you clearly see that like that. It doesn't last long. They don't like that. No, well, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. They've known. Uh, they know everything. I mean, especially the apparatus since like World War Two. Um, after that, they came in here, especially with J. Edgar Hoover and the wiretaps, and like he, they know, man. They have so much stuff on people, and especially people think it's like uh, with electronics, not as much as not uh, now, but back in the day, with the first the internet and all that, they have access to all that, and like people. Um, people like Snowden said so. Like they could search anything; they could get access to your laptop, or, and they have access to it even if you're not on the internet. There was somebody I was listening to saying, even now you're on the internet, you get into that. You know, it, it, like they can get into it without without any hesitation. They just can do it. You know. But uh, that's enough time for me, man. But we'll keep. I'll keep an eye on it, man. I'm just saying, you know. Uh, to me, it's pretty sad because what's going on in Israel. Um, it's to me, it's always like when I see stuff like that, I get nervous because to me, it's like the uh, the beginning of the end, you know. Or some we're gonna go into World War Three. Um, but let's lighten up the mood here, man. Somebody's been uh, gaming. Uh, uh, no, the beat the a video game Ghost of Tsushima. Did I say that right? I'm guessing it's uh is that a PlayStation thing? No. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh the PS5 game. Yeah. The, what's his name? Uh the uh what's the name of the character? I can't think of the damn name right now. Medal of uh, uh, uh Gears of No, I can't think of the name. Just go, man. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, dude. Yeah, it's a it's a PS5 game. Um I think it came out on PS4 originally, but uh, they made like a, I guess, remastered, upgraded version, collector, director cut edition, and that's the one that I got for PS5. It was one, actually, one of the first games I got for the PS5, and uh, so yeah, I, I actually beat it quite a, a while ago. You know, it's been months now at this point, but uh, I still kind of you know remember the gist of it, and uh, the story was was excellent, man. The story was excellent. The gameplay was so smooth. Um, everybody was hyping it up before I played it, and I took my sweet time with it. I, I wanted to explore every inch of the whole, like, because there's multiple islands, and I, I did that. I did exactly that. I pretty much conquered everything except uh, there's a bunch of shrines that you can go to, uh, and they give you they do give you benefits, but not combat benefits and so because of that i'm like ah, i'm not going to go to every shrine uh, i'll go to like a lot of them and i did do like over half of them but there's a couple that i i didn't want the skills they were giving or or whatever they they gave you the the little bonus i didn't care about it i mainly was focused on combat and really just that and trying to kill everybody as quick as possible oh man you didn't find every fox that you needed to find that i did because the foxes give you benefits. Um, I forgot exactly what they do. They right. they give you like uh, th- there's one that gives you health, and there's one that gives you um, like more. What is it? Spiritual energy? I don't. I can't remember exactly, but um, I, I did get all the fox ones, and I got the majority of the shrines to the the ones that I'm talking about that I didn't get all of them are the ones that are on like the top of mountains. You know, like the the really hard to get to ones. Right. And sometimes they'll give you like a defensive bonus. But I'm like, I don't give a shit about defense. I'm destroying these guys already. Like, I, what do I need to defend for, you know? Uh, and, I, I, yeah, I got really good with it, man. I got really good with the combat. And I ended up increasing the difficulty a little bit because I was like, this is getting too easy. And I even asked my cousin, I'm like, yo, it's supposed to be easy? He's like, it does get pretty easy when you get to the end game because you have everything. You have, like, max health. You, you have your, your the best, you know, weapon, the best armor set up, and all your things are maxed out. So, yeah, it got really easy towards the end. And, yeah, I, uh, think it, it, I think it even gets easier because um, you start getting the mechanics of the sword, block, parry, 
uh, and it really gives you a sense of accomplishment when you get to the end and you just start, you know, slashing these guys really easy and beating the the game a lot easier. Definitely, man. That's definitely it. And you get a lot of cool perks and uh, bonus weapons. You get to throw like you, you get to do stealth stuff with like firecrackers to distract people and you slice them from behind or or you got your bow and arrow and you just take out like a whole freaking pretty much platoon with just a bow and arrow. I, I got that good with it from a distance. I could be like at the top of like a like a cliff or a hill. And I could just see where all the, the people are because there's, like, a way to, like, have them highlighted by, like, doing this, like, uh, stealth mode, whatever you want to call it. And so I could see where everyone was, and I would just aim and fire, and that was it. And you have flaming arrows, you have the kunais, you have, like, bombs that you could throw, and that it, it was really cool. Like, the mechanics of it was amazing. It was probably the best game I've played combat-wise of all time. Um yeah, it definitely does give you a sense of new generation. I, I know when I played it, I had never played anything like that where the the guidance mechanic was totally different and really fresh. The the whole combat thing was really cool um, and, and, and a different way to work it. So definitely a lot of cool things that happened in that game that, that made it feel totally new and, and different. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, like you mentioned, that wind mechanic that guides you, that was really cool. Like being able, like if you got stuck or you're like, man, where am I supposed to go? You use the wind thing and it kind of blows the wind in a certain direction. It's like, go that way. And so, yeah, that, that part was really cool. Getting to liberate all the different, you know, villages was awesome. Talking to most people. It, like it felt like I was part of the world. Like they really immerse you in it. And, uh, yeah, I would I would say I give it like a nine point five out of ten. Like it's it's honestly one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, after I beat it, and it, it's like I I knew that it was coming to an end. Uh, I did everything, literally almost everything except like I said the shrines. You know, I, there was a couple that they give you like defensive bonus or something like that, and I was like I don't care about that. I'm not gonna try to unlock the secret to the shrine just to get a right. defensive bonus like a bonus I'll never use. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't 100% it, but I, I got really, really far with it. I beat the the whole story campaign, and um, I heard you could even do, like, a another campaign or whatever, and you get some kind of bonus. So maybe down the line, like, in a year, I'll try that again. And uh, I, I hear Ghost of Tsushima 2 is in the works, so I'm excited for that as well. Yeah, and, for sure. Ghost of Tsushima 2, they got a TV show coming around as well. And then uh, I'm not sure if you got a chance to play the DLC, but the DLC, it's a little bite size. It's not a huge game uh, extension, but you go to another island and and you end up um, over there on that side because some of the uh, enemies or the the bad guys from the main game retreat to this island and you, you, you can go over there and finish off the whole thing. Yeah, I believe. I forgot what the name of the island was, but isn't that the Iki, Iki Island or something like that? I, I think remember. so. Yeah, I think that's it. Well, that that's where his father died, right? Yeah, where the the main war happened, and yeah, really cool storyline too, man. With the whole um, Japanese now uh, with the PlayStation Five, did you play it with the original Japanese language? Because you could play it original Japanese. You could even turn on this filter where it's black and white, and it gives you like this noir feel like the old school Japanese movies, really cool stuff uh, as part of the bonuses for the game. Uh, yeah, so I, I played in the Japanese language. Um, obviously, I don't, I don't understand it, but the subtitles were, obviously, I'm so used to reading uh, the subtitles when I watch anime, so it was, like, pretty easy to follow along. Although, when you're in the middle of combat and you're, like, trying not to die and there's dialogue, sometimes a couple words will pass by that I don't, I don't really, I can't read it, but uh, for the most part, I I was able to understand everything that was being said and and read along and everything. And uh, I feel like it's the most authentic way to play it because that's like the intention is it's a samurai game and there's Japanese people, it's Japanese culture. So to hear their authentic voices uh, in their native language, I think that immersed me even more. 
And so that I, I recommend it for people that haven't played it that way. Just give it a shot. I think you might like it. Well, well, good you played it on PlayStation 5 because you, if you would have played it on PlayStation 4, you could have put the Japanese language, but the mouse would not sync to the Japanese words. So it would look like a Japanese movie that's in English where the words aren't matching the character's mouth movings, but the opposite way. To do that on purpose? <laughs> no, it was a limitation on the PlayStation 4. They could only do the visual recording for one language, so they decided to do it for English. So every other language that they support, all the mouths don't sync. But because of the PlayStation 5's extra horsepower, they were able to sync the mouths to every other language, uh, depending on what language you selected. Damn. <laughs> yeah, no, playing on the PS5, um, I've seen, like, videos comparing it, the PS4 and 5, and, man, it looks so, like, crisp. It was sharp. It was beautiful. It was vibrant. The the environment, man, like, you could just go exploring and have fun right. just doing that. That's how good it looked. Um, and, and it's been since, like, 2000, what, maybe 4 to 2006. I remember when I had Crisis on the PC, I built a custom PC. That was one of the first ones I built. Uh, it was actually the second one I built just for that game, Crisis. And I remember I did it because the environment looked so good. Well, this game blows it out of the water, man. Like it, man, it was so beautiful looking. You really feel like you're there. And uh, the blood and everything, the physics, the, the ragdoll effects, the explosions. You know, the slashing, the slicing of people, everything just seemed authentic and looked cool. So uh can't, you know, speak uh, even more highly of it. That's I, I can go on all day about it, man. But, uh, yeah, I got to move on. Uh, give it a 9.5 out of 10. Highly recommend it to anyone that likes uh, samurai games, combat games, um, historical games, or just, you know, an action game on PS5. Definitely get it. Um, and the next thing I want to fill you guys in on i watched this movie uh guillermo del toro i don't know if you guys are familiar with that director yeah 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 for sure uh, he's made a bunch of successful movies uh pan's labyrinth he's made the the new pinocchio even uh, video he, games mm-hmm. he's worked even a lot with games. uh yeah with um uh hitsero what the hell is his name the uh, guy from yeah kojima yeah, he's worked with Kojima. He was making that Silent Hills at one point. He was going to be like um, influenced on it, but then they they canceled the Hideo Kojima left uh, Konami. But um, anyway, yeah, Guillermo del Toro. He he's a horror director, mainly focuses on horror, but it's always with like a twist. It's not your typical horror. And so this movie I saw, Devil's Backbone, or in in Spanish, El Espinazo del Diablo, um, was a really unique hidden gem that I think uh, most people aren't aware of, but it's it's actually a really well-done movie. Um, it's a ghost story that the ghost part of it is more like secondary. Um, it, it really deals more with just like the, the drama and tough times during uh, like World War II in Spain. Um, all of Europe pretty much was affected by World War II. Even the countries that weren't involved were still affected by it, um, you know, indirectly, if not directly. So um, it kind of gives you like an isolated story of an orphanage in Spain during, you know, World War II. I believe it's World War II. It could be World War One, but it seemed like the 30s. So I'm thinking it's World War II. Yeah, um, World War Two, Spain, uh, they kind of supported the Nazis. And it, it it's uh it doesn't focus too much on the war itself, but mm-hmm. more so on this orphanage that they're just struggling to get by. Like they're they're almost on the point of starvation. And there's a new orphan that gets dropped off. Um, I guess his father was one of the revolutionaries that ended up dying. And so, you know, they left the kid there and the two soldiers that dropped him off, they went back to go to to fight, you know? And so <clears throat> the orphanage is run by uh, just a couple of uh, uh, women and one older man who who's like a doctor scientist kind of, and um, they they kind of do their best to run this, but 
obviously they're they're almost barely able to feed themselves and so they're almost on the point of starvation and all they have is is gold but they've been giving gold to like the revolutionaries to buy weapons and all that stuff but one of the orphans that grew up there is older now he's like an adult he wants to steal the gold and run off with it and he's he's obviously not a good character um a good person at all and so a lot of the younger kids get bullied by this older guy and it kind of goes into the ghost story of it and the ghost story part of it i don't know if i want to spoil the whole thing but it's, <laughs> it's like there's no way around it otherwise it seems sounds like a boring story but all right so spoilers guys here it is um it's still good it is you should still watch it but anyway spoilers the the story is about a kid who ended up getting killed by the older guy that wants to steal the gold the older the older kid he's like a young adult maybe like 19 20 um he he ended up fi- like the kid found out that he was going to steal the gold and to keep him from being you know to ratting on him he he ended up like pushing him and like bullying him but he ended up hitting the a wall and it like bust his head open and he started like having a seizure to avoid having anybody else come and check on him and all that he just threw him in this like pit of water they have like this like water pit in the basement it's kind of like it looks like a dungeon honestly I, i don't know what this place was but it looks like a dungeon and there's like a pit of water and he throws the kid in there and the kid obviously drowns he's like having a seizure in the water he just dies and it's like a pretty deep pit, so you, they didn't. They they never found him. Like they, he just disappeared, right? They never knew that he was down there because this is like a weird, like secluded dungeon-looking basement, and there's like a weird pit of water that nobody's ever gonna go, you know, excavate or, or you know investigate. So mm-hmm. this kid essentially just disappeared, and all the other uh, kids, the orphans, they thought like, well, what the hell happened? You know, they thought he he ran away or something. They didn't know, but then the ghost starts haunting the orphanage. And it's it's like trying to communicate with the kids so that that way, you know, they can get the attention and, and get the older kid, you know, incarcerated or whatever you want to call it, like in, in trouble and all that. And so this new orphan that arrives, it's not that he becomes friend with the ghost, but he is more curious about it. He's not afraid of him the same way the other kids are. Uh, and so long, long story short, I kind of cut it and summarize it here. Um the older kid ends up just devastating the orphanage and he he does a lot of really messed up shit that ends up killing a lot of people and the kids are pretty much at the mercy of the older kid at the end of it but they use the ghost to to save them to save themselves and uh the, the revenge is had at the end of it revenge is had uh it's ultimately um kind of a just a sad drama story with ghost twist and uh, it's definitely worth watching and it's called uh the devil's backbone sounds good man to be honest with you it's it's really good man i was surprised uh but i bought it on on uh 4k blu-ray and i watched it just a couple weeks ago um definitely recommend it it's it's a spanish language film Mm fyi for everyone so uh if you're if you don't speak spanish definitely put the subtitles uh, but it's it's a hundred percent worth watching, and uh, yeah, I recommend that one. I would probably give that one an eight point five out of ten. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in a horror kick right now as well. We're we're kind of watching a few horror movies uh, for the month, you know, for Halloween. So maybe I'll have to uh, uh, tune in and check it out. For sure, man. And uh, yeah, so actually going on to a few other movies I watched because like you mentioned, you're in a horror kick. Same as same with me, man. I almost I I always am in a horror kick. Right. But especially in October, it's like that time of year where uh, just like in, in Christmas time, you watch Christmas movies. Well, in October, I watch horror movies. And uh, so I kind of made it a point to watch some sequels of some iconic movies. Uh, so, of course, you guys know about Poltergeist. You guys probably know about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. But do you guys know about the sequels to those movies? Have you ever seen Poltergeist 2 or uh, the Texas Chainsaw sequels? I, I think I've seen Polker, Poltergeist, the second one, but it wasn't as good as the yeah, first that, one. That's <clears throat> the one where they go to like a high rise and they're like in the downtown Chicago or something. No, 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 that's a different one. They're like at a farm or something with like. Oh, I thought that was right? that part three where they go into a high rise. Uh, you know, I haven't seen part three. Uh, 
you know, I'll watch it and, and let you guys know on that one. <laughs> okay. But, uh, you no, know, Poltergeist 2, I, I don't really want to go too much into detail, but it kind of picks off, uh, picked up where the first one left off. Yeah. So the family leave the house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when the movie, the first one ends, you know, it, us as the audience, we're just kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, they left the house. They're going on to have a, a happy, good, lucky life. But when you go into the second one, it kind of gets you to think, like, well, what would you do if you lost your house to a freaking, like, ghost or some demonic possession type stuff? What if your house just literally disappeared? You have a mortgage on this house. You have insurance. You have property taxes, right? What do you do when your house just disappears, dude? So I was thinking about it in that perspective. It was, it was kind of cool to to see that, yeah, like, it really did have an impact. Like, they have literally no house to live in, but they still have bills to pay, and they're trying to get the insurance to claim, but they can't. And, you know, all this turmoil and stuff, they they ended up staying with a, a family, right? And the the mother, the, the grandmother, is, like, trying to protect the family and all that. And there's this uh, – it, it kind of goes more into the, the story of how Poltergeist 1 even came to be. It's uh, it's a sequel, but it goes into like the prequel story of Poltergeist. Like, right, they what... go more into the old man, right? The... Exactly. Yeah, that yeah. old man. And I, I mean, I, I guess I had to spoil this too, but the old man started a cult, and he convinced a lot of people to trust him. And he said that the either the end of the world was coming or something like that, and he could like save them. It was just typical cult like uh, behavior. And he grabbed all these people and he put them underground. And they were like in this kind of cave that the house was built on top of. And in this cave, they essentially just all committed suicide, kind of. And uh, they ended up dying and being trapped there. The ghosts and spirits were. And the old man, he didn't resurrect, but he, he he's like kind of like undead. Like he's like a demon. And so he was trying to get to the girl because once she kind of tapped into this um other realm when she was in that other realm in the poltergeist one the ghosts that were there got a uh let's say they got like a whiff of her sense of her energy of her innocence and essence and they wanted that they wanted her to stay there like they it's like imagine you live in like a sewer and then all of a sudden somebody comes around with some febreze you're like keep that febreze here as long as possible kind of thing and so that's what they wanted the girl they, and so the guy the old man wanted to bring the girl with him but uh obviously the family is not going to let that happen so you know it's a back and forth battle and uh the old lady from the first one the like the psychic or whatever mm-hmm. she ends up making an appearance in it and uh she she kind of trains them on like you know, you got to focus on your love for your family. And uh, what's his name? Fucking coach. He, Craig he's like, T. Nelson. <laughs> yeah, Craig T. Nelson. Uh, he, he tries to, like, fight the demon, fight the old man, you know, and, and protect his family. And it's a really good story, man. I, I, I'm surprised you didn't like it, Andy, but I think you should rewatch it. Um, I thought it was really well done, especially because most sequels don't do that well. Um, yeah. it, it's kind of rare. I saw it as a... Uh preteen like dude we watched poltergeist my cousins were into it and then i was like freaked the fuck out and then i remember the sequel we rented it my cousins rented it and like we watched it and i'm like fuck this i just remember the beginning they're on a farm listening to the radio and every time they go into town they see the tvs and shit and like that was it like the kids are like oh we miss tv and all this shit right uh the only thing, if you guys are on that Halloween kick, uh, cult-like movies, uh, watch uh, um, Search the Believers. It's another 80s movie. I think you guys uh, yeah. might like that one. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah, I've seen that with uh, Martin Sheen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one freaked I, me out, too, as a kid. It fucking freaked me the fuck out. That was so good, man. Yeah, yeah. I actually bought both of those. So I bought both Poltergeist 2 and I bought Believers. I think they just put believers on blu-ray or there was talks of 4k or something that's the only reason uh, and so i gotta i was trying to get the blu-ray they did a limited run on the blu-ray but it, it got super expensive and i think they just did a mass release like last year yeah man no it's the horror movies are finally coming to 4k so it's it's exciting news but um yeah, that, yeah that's man, pretty much I, all i got for you guys on that i 
I I was gonna watch Poltergeist one um, uh, yesterday, but it ended up getting beat by uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part One. So Ooh. that's the one I watched. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too, man. Did Did Junior watch it too? No, no, Junior was too quick. That, <laughs> anyways, I don't think he even knows anything about Freddy Krueger, and I don't even want to put it in his head. Otherwise, he might be <laughs> sleeping in our room. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, that's it's good times, man. But yeah, uh, mo- moving on, man. Uh, what about you, Daniel? It looks like, man, dude, the Bears—they finally got their first win, dude. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, finally got their first win. So uh, happy Chicagoans all around. I think everybody. Uh, scream for for joy that the Bears finally pulled it off. They had a really long streak. I think it was over a year now uh, since a, a win. So um, it, it was They're 14, it was rough. 14 games since their last win. Yeah, so it, it, it's definitely something good that that they finally pulled it together and and got a win. But guys, uh, enough talk about us. Let's get to our article of the week. So let's jump into our article, man. Uh, kind of a, a nutso one here with everybody getting delivery nowadays. But uh, New York uh, DoorDash deliverer charged with allegedly, allegedly using food delivery to steal packages off of porches. Now, the article kind of goes into it. But this lady here, uh, who seems like a decent looking lady here, uh, <laughs> ends up ends up doing delivery for DoorDash. I think in this particular video that's on the article, she's like uh, for Chipotle and she's just walking around with like a burrito bag in her hand, going to porches and stealing packages. So kind of crazy, man. I I, I can't believe with how popular ring is and everything, how people, uh, you know, aren't, you know, timid about doing stuff like this. I mean, she kind of like ducks her face a little bit when she goes to it and then she kind of darts away and kind of does a quick, you know, step to get back to her car. But I can't believe these people think that they can get away with it. But yeah, with uh, uh, package deliveries becoming more prominent now, door delivery, uh, food deliveries becoming more prominent now, it's kind of uh, something that we're going to have to deal with, uh, I think, more and more as time goes on. But uh, not much to the article. Uh, what do you guys think? Are you guys getting a lot of food delivery and package deliveries to your house? Yeah, I mean, I get a lot of uh, package deliveries. We usually order out uh, maybe once or twice a week. Uh, we use DoorDash. I think we were using it more in the begin- when it was cold. Um, but I mean, I did get like a ring, uh, camera. I got one gifted like a couple Christmases ago, uh, but I wasn't a big fan of them. And, um, with everything that's going on since, uh, I got it, I'm, uh, I'm thinking about getting one. Um, I was still on the fence about it, but we do have, um, we've been pretty lucky. I mean, during Christmas we order, almost all the gifts online and there's days uh my wife likes online shopping through Kohl's and target and a lot of that stuff i mean you got some big boxes sitting there and we're gone all day a lot of it's made it there and even we've had medicine delivered and i'm uh, i think our biggest issue the 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 medicine was delivered to the wrong address actually like down the block um but if we had the ring, I know the, a lot of the apps post pictures and shit. Like, but then you're like, that's not even my house, right? So, uh, but I'm really on the, I'm really considered about getting one. Um, I know, uh, and we haven't had any theft, but you never know. And uh, I, I, like I said, uh, it's uh, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Yeah, man, I get uh, weekly deliveries at least. Uh, I do the Amazon Fresh thing, and then, you know, I, I obviously get stuff through Amazon, just regular packages, orders that I get. But not thank God, man, knock on wood, have not had any issues and hope to not have any issues anymore. But, yeah, I mean, I, I could see why a lot of people, um, they're, they're worried about, like, you know, theft and all that. And this this new method, that's, 
that's a little clever, but at the same time, like you said, obviously she got caught, so it wasn't that clever, but that's a that's a new method, that's for sure. Trying to be but DoorDash. The article didn't say if the the where they went if they ordered it or not, right? That's why I don't understand. But or she's just walking around with like an empty like Chipotle bag or restaurant bag or something. You know? Yeah, the article doesn't really go into it. So I don't believe they ordered food. It, they just mentioned that it was a Chipotle bag. So that would be the double whammy that you're ordering a burrito from Chipotle, Andy, and this this lady's dragging to deliver it because she's out there stealing packages. I think, yeah, she's trying to say like, oh, I have the wrong address. I was just making a food delivery or something like that, right? And then that's her excuse that somebody checks her while she's taking the shit or she's right. thinking about right. it. So I, I think that's what she's going for. Um, but, yeah, that was like, well, did they order it? And then they're like, oh, there's an Amazon box. Here. I'll just fucking take that while I walk away. <laughs> like, that that was the only thing I didn't get clear. But apparently she's had some issues. And she this is not the first time, but she got charged with two of them. And I think there was issues on some other part of the city or county or something where uh, she got cited for something similar. Some type of theft, I think. There are some people that are addicted to like stealing stuff and they they just Weapons. can't stop. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Leptomaniacs. <laughs> yeah, man. I I've never had a package knock on wood stolen from me and I do have a ring camera. I've never had the opportunity to catch anybody doing any kind of stealing of packages, but I've had had packages delivered to me that weren't supposed to be to me. And and the same thing where Amazon delivered it to another house uh, instead of mine. But, yeah, man, I've never had anybody come up or, or do anything like that. Yeah, but I'm first, sure it's more common now. Didn't that happen to your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game? Yeah, where well, it got delivered to, like, a, a different house. So then I, um, um, you know, reported it as misdelivered or whatever. And so they sent me a replacement one. And then the original one ended up coming to my house as well. So then I ended up getting two games. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Well, that's why with the Ring uh, camera, it's so common now. But I think what, what's going on, it's <clears throat> the initial in, uh, intent was to uh, record people coming to your to your door. But it's picking up so much other shit now, like... Uh, animals fucking and people racing down the street and uh recording what's going on uh across the street uh it just it, it gives uh it, it just picks up so much information now and uh that's why i'm like eh. and i feel like it's always recording i don't care what anybody says uh that thing's always recording because you always see like videos on youtube and like tiktok where people post like you know those ring camera videos of weird shit going on or some crimes happening and stuff so it's pretty messed up no for sure i know that when crime does happen the police will go around asking like hey can i get copies of your ring footage hey uh that happened to me when i used to live in melrose uh, there mm-hmm. was some there was something that happened, some shooting or somebody got robbed and the cops came to my door and they're like, hey, can we get copies of your ring camera footage? We want to see if you captured a car leaving at, you know, one fifteen uh, yesterday or whatever to see if they can catch the car that was driving away. Yeah, like I need this ticket taken care of. Yeah. yeah. Before I, I can give any footage sign here in here. But no, man, it's I, I think you're right. And, you know, having ring myself, it does give you the option to just constantly record, uh, do momentarily records like every half hour. It'll take a like a oh, five really? second snapshot. Yeah. So it's it's up to you what you want to select, how much it records. Do you only want to record motions? Do you want to just take snippets throughout the day or do you just want to constantly record? And it all depends on the package that you have because there's uh, storage limits uh, where if you go over the limits, uh, it'll start deleting the older stuff or I forget what the, the the circumstances are. But, yeah, you could select whatever you want. 
But yeah, man, it, with with death becoming more and more people coming onto hard times, uh, I wonder if this is just going to increase. And uh, I'll give her that, man. She's pretty slick. I, I think, like you mentioned, uh, she gets this uh, food delivery bag. She walks up. Oh, this is the wrong house. And then steals the package and walks away. And it all looks kind of seamless. Uh, maybe she she te- uh, wants to kind of fake off the house um, as far as uh, the package that she's stealing and kind of obst- obstruct it with her food package. So pretty yeah, slick not, little method. That's not saying like I think that is uh, where the, the theft is. It's like in um, better areas. People are assuming people are getting like nicer things. And that's why all that happens. Um but usually, like with the ring stuff, you see videos of people like uh, using like dummy boxes. People slip in, or people come out shooting and shit, or boxes exploding. <laughs> like you see all sorts of stuff, and a lot of it's on ring. Uh, but I just don't know. Like I said, it's uh, to me, we've been pretty lucky here, and we did use uh, we used Amazon a lot, and we use other uh stores and we've been pretty lucky the the biggest issues depending on the carrier there's one in particular i won't say their name they misdelivered a a couple packages more than once and it's always to the house down at the end and to this day we don't know why uh i don't know why they put it down there we even put instructions if they use that carrier it's this house in the middle of the street not the one at the end and sometimes they still fuck it up yeah, but you do have that other security. Uh, it's called your suegro next door, keeping an eye on your crib. <laughs> yeah, he's too. Bi- he he watches the streets, but uh, he won't watch ours apparently. So, yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's uh, I don't know, man. Put having a camera there sometimes it's just like the Big Brother conspiracy nut in me won't allow it, but it's getting to a point where. Yeah, I guess when I like real quick, I'm buying a house and like I'm debating if I should do it at the new house because it it is a better area. So I'm now I'm like thinking like, man, motherfuckers might try to come and take my shit over here. Like that's the new motherfucker on the block. Oh hell yeah, you like good shit. I like good shit too, yeah, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I gotta put some high. Like I'm thinking I need to get like a fucking metal box or some shit and like give them the there driver the go. code. I like it, man. Yeah, that's like an it. idea. Actually, that's a good idea, for real. If you have the same driver, why not, right? Like, right. Or one day, something code. you you tell the Amazon people or something or whatever carrier, like anything over this size, put it in this thing, and you here's your pin. Well, Amazon does have garage delivery. If you have one of those garages that have that pin code, they will come up to your garage, enter the pin that you give them, and slip the package into your garage, and then close the door. It's it's part oh, of your yeah. Amazon package, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that that seems could, interesting. Yeah, I never heard of that. You could always do a closed circuit security system too. That way, there's no way to for Big Brother to get on that. Or just go yeah. to the store, man. Just go to the yeah, store well, and buy your. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Well, doesn't the Walmart <laughs> delivery? Don't they go into your house and put the food in the fridge? That that would Have seem you weird, done man. That, I, I, no, man. I've seen that commercial. I don't want some lady just walking it because the other the the funny commercial. There's there is one where the parents aren't even home. The kids are just there like doing homework, and the lady walks in. Hey, how you guys doing? Just dropping off, and then the parents get home like a second or two later, and I'm just like, nah, man. I don't know if I want this shit going on. Like, hey, man, did you clean up? Did you throw the recycle the bags, you bitch? I told you to recycle them and shit. <laughs> like, what happens? Or they take, like, I had a cup of water or a glass of water. They'd be like, bitch, I told you not to drink our water. Like, it get kind of weird real quick. Yeah, uh, that, yeah that, that's very iffy, man. I definitely wouldn't trust that shit. But, um, well, anyway, that's that wraps things up for today, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening and joining us on Freeform Network, everybody. If you're not already, please follow us on Twitter at FFR Podcast. And if you have any questions or suggestions, the email to drop them is FFNQuestions at gmail.com. I believe we're on Stitcher, iTunes, and um, there's a bunch of different ways to get us on YouTube as well. But anyway, from Freeform Radio, my name is Noel, and we have Daniel. Yes, sir. Bears aren't playing today. Might go apple picking or maybe pumpkin patch thing. I don't know, man, but... 
I'll see if I could sneak in some football. There you go. And we got Andy moving on up. Hey, it's all good, Andy. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll check you out next time. Well, we wish you a great night and a beautiful tomorrow. Take care. Dad.